Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. thinking about just like where we are in terms of weather yeah it's been weird and the effect that has had on me like the uh long cold summer right the early fall yeah it was like a vancouver winter it was like a wrong side of vancouver island winter because of the rain yeah yeah we don't get rain like that and gray when do we get overcast like that gross and it just dragged my mood down and like I feel like I was prematurely experiencing seasonal affective disorder. I think a lot of Yukoners are. I think it's yeah. good that some of us are aware of it because I do believe a lot aren't. Yeah. Like I've met some of the happiest people I know and I asked them, how you, how are you? You know, as you do. And they lose their shit and I've never seen them do that. I was like, oh, fuck. We, it's only September. Well, come December, <laughs> and now that it's sunny, yeah. Well, I would the sunshine out it, right now. Is I suddenly, brilliant. I feel better, and then you realize, oh my god, that's what we've been missing. I've been walking in a funk, yeah, for the whole summer, yeah, because I just needed a few bright days, absolutely. You know, it's not warm, but it's sunny, it's and the sun makes all the difference, it does. Like, I'll just go stand in it. It's, well, you have to stand in it. Yeah. Because the second you step into a shadow... You're freezing. You're freezing. <laughs> yes. You know, like, I almost had to scrape my car the other day. I was like, come Oh, it has... On. It's frozen. Oh, it's frozen. Yeah. I just waited. Yeah, I just wait till... I just it, wait till... Till, till the, the sun, sun melts it. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm too lazy. Exactly. I'm worried I'm worried about how Yukoners are going to handle... I mean... I'm worried about the, how I'm going to handle it. Yeah, I, I know that I can reach out, and I will. And I'll keep an eye on people. Yeah. I worry about us as a community, though. Because, I mean, yeah. we've had this once before. Not exactly the same, where we didn't get a summer that I can remember. Yeah, they say that this is the worst. Yeah, this was worse. The worst one. summer, or the, um, the, the ninth worst summer. There's been apparently nine summers that have been wetter. Really? And grayer than this one. Okay. Not in my lifetime that I remember. Well, and that's the thing. I'm like, how far back does that go? Yeah, since we learned to write shit down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? like, I was like, yes. when? When was that? I just remember the summer after the Beijing Olympics, or during it. Yeah, somebody said 2000 was rough. 2000 was rough. 2012, we, did, we got like four sunny days. Yeah. Um, and it was all overcast, but... They were doing something over in Beijing to get rid of the clouds, shooting rockets into the sky. It was taking all their shit weather, pushing it over here. Yeah, it, <laughs> that was what I had heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but we didn't get a summer that year, but everybody was fine come January because yeah. they traveled, and we can't do that now. It's going to be interesting. It is. You know, and I... I um I have some friends in Vancouver that have offered to fly me down to do some work. Right. And uh, 
I really want to go and I really want to see them and I really want to kick around in Vancouver, but I'm uh, I'm kind of afraid. Well, yeah, you see those numbers. The numbers are climbing up. Yeah. And I'm not in a hurry to go somewhere with high numbers. Right. Because honestly, like, I'm glad the snow's about to fly. Right. Because the tourists are going to be gone. Yeah. yeah. Which means we have, you know, six to eight months of tourist-free weather, which means COVID-free. Yes. Without, well, hopefully without Americans driving through. Oh, I don't, God. Unless you, what we're going to get, I believe, is military people because they have to get there. Yeah. And then people who are trying to escape the craziness in the, in the States. Well, with the election? Uh, well, and the fires and... Yeah. Yeah, and the pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's a cheery show so far. Okay. Okay, now here we go with this. Okay. So, one of the big fires in California... Yes. And it's the second time this has happened... Right. ...was started by a gender reveal party. Right. The person who is credited with popularizing gender reveal parties... Has apologized, right? Not only has apologized, has come out and asked people to stop doing the gender reveal parties, and one of her children right. is trans. Okay. And so, so she's, the, the she whole learned. realization of like what she was doing and how offensive that is. Right. And then the damage that it's caused. Right. You know, like it's oh. just talk about your, your chickens coming home. Well, I really think they should uh, bill the couple. You know... I know they won't. I said that to Sarah, too, and Sarah was like, the last fire that burned like this was like 47 hectares, and it did more than $8 million worth of damage. Yeah, and this one's, what, over 200? Yeah, this one's gigantic. Yeah. I mean, you could build a couple, but what are you going to do? Well, like they, I know, you just destroy that family. Well, they'll never, ever be able to pay it. No, you just, like, yeah. If they if you did, it would just keep them in poverty forever. But, I mean, I think that about every time a backcountry skier goes missing. And then we go and find them, and it costs us $800,000 to haul that person out of the bush. And it's right. like, you chose to go back there. Right. You owe us $800,000. I know. You know, like. Well, you know what it is? is it's, it's not that we don't want to help. It's no. that that, that $800,000 could have been used somewhere else, which it's not being used What a weirdly else. arbitrary number, though. It's like, where? It's, how do they come to that assessment? Right. And who's billing them that much money? Right. You know, it's like... Is it an estimate? Yeah, it's Is like it, you send out a helicopter and like 10 dudes on snow machines. Yeah. And that's $800,000? For the resources? I can see how Somebody's it's fleecing them, though. You know well, what I mean? Like that's well, somebody in the office is, is marking overtime. That's, what, that's what's up. At quadruple rate, yeah. yes. That's yeah. what's up. Somebody's yes. like... Oh, it's the government. Mark that up a little yeah, bit. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, because that money doesn't come out of your pocket, dumbass. Right. Anyway. Yeah, anyways, yes. Anyway. <laughs> now. Um, yes. I think part of what is freeing things up a little bit for me mentally is I'm slowing things down a little bit. Me too. Fall is here. I feel less manic than I did. Yeah. I'm slowing things down, and I'm just trying to take a little bit more time to look after myself. I haven't been looking after myself for months. No, me neither. And the physical toll of the stress has taken on me is, uh, I mean, it, it's weighable. Right. Right? You can no. count, you can count it on my, on my bad, better right? scale. I, I understand. And I realize, like, how much, how much uh, my weight 
goes hand in hand with my stress levels. Yes, me too. You know, like, I need better coping mechanisms for stress. Yeah. But the things I like to do and the things that I like to mock people for doing, right. you know, don't come into play. Like, the day that I see a happy jogger, right. you'll, I'll consider it. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't. My knees. I just think my knees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm being facetious. Like, I, of course, I would never consider it. It's the fool's errand. I mean, you're not even going anywhere. I'm at the age. Nothing's chasing you. Yeah. If something's going to chase me, I might run. But I'm even at that age now where I'm like, this is how I die. Yeah. You know what? I would accept it, too. Yeah. Like, oh. No. Because it's just pointless. Uh, Do I die now or do I die exhausted? Yeah. The. No fight left wanna, in me. I don't want to die out of breath and sweaty. <laughs> right. I, no fight left in me. No. No. <laughs> you know what? I, I, sometimes I question whether or not I would even like fall out of the way of a moving car. It's like if I just had to turn and fall <laughs> to save myself, would I? I don't even know. I don't know. I, like, I don't like, want mm. to know either. I don't, I don't, please don't you, test it. I don't want to find out no. because <laughs> likely you'll just kill me. Yes. You know? Yeah. I am... Um, but, but I'm like, okay, I got to start watching what I eat again, and I've start working out again, and I got to start looking after myself again, and it's uh, it's high time. Oh, it is, and I mean, like you said, coping mechanisms, right? Yep. Like they, you know, I gained the COVID nineteen. I didn't know it was going to be kilos. I thought it'd be pounds. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. well, imperial system. <laughs> I just want to push. Like for me, I just want. To put my finger down on the dopamine button in my brain. Right. And I just don't want to let it off until I feel better. Exactly. And whatever I need to do to yeah. make myself feel better is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And do I feel better after I exercise? Not right away. No. No. It takes weeks before that comes about. And when you're feeling desperate and you're feeling like you're in a deep, dark spiral. Right. Now I'm in a deep, dark spiral and I'm shetty. Uh, I'm shetty? What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sweaty and my uh, and my joints hurt. Right. And my muscles are like, yeah, what I'm like, fuck? Yeah, and I'm questioning everything. And then I get up the next day and realize I've pulled a weird muscle that yeah. somehow is behind my shoulder blade. Like, <laughs> and attached to my yeah. ass. <laughs> and I'm staggering around and my neck hurts and yes. I have a headache. It does not make me feel better. No. I understand exercise will make you feel eventually, better yeah. eventually. You know, spoiler, I don't, I've never had a child. But I see exercise as the way moms talk about childbirth. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a memory. It's a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's and not fucking great during the time. No, we all know that if you establish an exercise routine and you maintain it. Right then you will see the benefits of it. Absolutely. It's just not who I've ever been. No. I've no. just never been that person. No. And so I have to, everyone's like, well, you need to become that person. Like, yeah, oh, but there's God. a whole there's a whole other thing. Like, have you seen people who don't know how to exercise at the gym or out at the gym in the in, in the park? Sure. And, and people make fun of them. Oh. And I am one of them. I'm like, how does this go? They're like, that's not for your arms, Jenny. It's for your legs. Oh, look. Right? <laughs> if you ever want to experience the worst part of humanity... Go to a gym. Yeah, be fat in the gym. Oh. Be overweight anywhere in public. Yes. The shit that people have said to me... I know, On right? the street, on the... Like, I will not go on the Millennium Trail in Whitehorse. Right. Because the amount of bullshit. Well, and the, 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 
the encouragement drives. Oh. Good for you. Yeah. What? Fuck I'm you. walking? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Yes, I don't do this daily. <laughs> and it's fuck like, you. who the fuck do you think you are to throw me, like, that kind of encouragement right? as well? Good for you. Good for what? Finally, you're out doing something. It's been really hard to look at you for so right. long. You can think it, if that's what you're, you know, if your intention's good. Sure. Think it. Yeah. Just say good morning or where, or exactly. for me good afternoon, because I'm yeah. not out in the oh, morning. no, no. <laughs> Or, or like, nice to see you. Yeah. But, Beautiful but day. Good for you. Good for you. Good Fuck for you, you for finally doing something about your fat ass. Right? You know, it's like, that's, that's fighting words. It is. I was like, oh, now we fight. Yeah, it's like, now I'm about to get I'm some exercise fighting you. Right? Now I'm going to pretend I know karate. Oh, my God. I do know karate. And let me tell you something. Like, She's a lovely lady. Fat or not, it's going to get ugly for It you. is. You know? Well, that's it. The worst thing I'm going to do is knock you down and sit on your neck. <laughs> oh, my. You know, they're strangely, though. Right. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is, like, the only people who really offend me when they comment on my weight. Right. Are white people. Yeah. White, healthy, fairly slim, average weight people. And they're the people that tend to say the most shit. Right. But I get this sense that, like... When white people comment on my weight, it feels like an aesthetic comment. It is. And when, like, I, I lived in uh, Strathcona for a long time, mm-hmm. right on the edge of Chinatown, and it never bothered me when someone down in Chinatown commented on my weight because there's something about the way that Chinese people speak to it right. where it doesn't feel malicious. It doesn't feel judgmental. It, it feels matter of fact. It's a like, statement of fact. Yeah. Right? It's like, I am aware that I'm fat. You are also aware that I'm fat. We both have eyes. Right? Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just acknowledging that, not an issue. No. But throwing some judgment at me about it and telling me that the important part of who I am as a person is my aesthetic value to you. Yes. You can stuff that. Right. You know, and I think like, because um, I... I walked into a store. There was an, a white woman in the store, and she said to me, we mentioned that we were going to a barbecue. Mm-hmm. And she said, you don't need to go to any barbecues. What I think the? you've had enough. Yeah. Wow. She's like, I think you've had enough barbecue. And I was just like. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was, I yeah. was pretty fucking mad. Yeah. And then I walked into this. Um, I walked into a store in Chinatown, and I wanted to buy a wok. The woman in the store, and the strange thing is, it's the way it was delivered. Right. It's the look on her face. It was the body posture. The woman in the store looked at me, and she said, she said, you want, you want a walk? And she's like, you don't need to buy a walk. You should buy a steamer. Right. And I was just like, oh. How do I steam fat into vegetables? That was the thing. I was like, uh, it's going to be hard for me to get all the porky goodness, but let me see how that works. But, I mean, and she just said, she said, you'll live longer, you'll be happier if you have a steamer. But it was like the posture, the look on her face, the way she said it, it didn't feel mean. No, it, you know what it felt? It felt like concern or care. Or, or the Chinese have a culture that goes back, you know, tens of centuries. <laughs> well, thousands of years, yeah, right? Yeah, tens of, of centuries. centuries yeah. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Took me a second to get my head around it. Um, I'm I'm bad at math. Um, <laughs> they know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, love them or don't. The Chinese people know who they are. 
no matter where they are. You know, there's a you know there's good to that. There's probably bad to that as well. Um, us white people here in North America, we don't have a. We're always <laughs> trying to figure out who the fuck we are. Yeah. Right. And the Americans are real. They, they base their whole country on. We don't quite know who we are, but we're going to be number one. Well, and it just amazes me like how much finger pointing we do at other people. Absolutely. And the judgment we throw on top of other people. And right. I, it really, it's, it's a problem. It's annoying. And it's hurtful. And I mean, and then you, you know, that's part of when, how you end up going home, feeling terrible about yes. yourself and going, what am I going to do to alleviate this terrible feeling I have? Yes. That really is just pain someone else put in your lap. Yeah. It's just something that somebody handed you. God knows what they're trying to get rid of. Right. But whatever they're trying to get rid of, some of it is now in your pocket. Yeah, and you've picked it up and you've carried it I, home. Yeah, and you, you have to choose and to And now I have it. to process other people's bullshit. Uh, no wonder I don't get it. It's not mine. No. I just send it back. See, and I'm not good at sending it back. Well, I, I do it like through whatever, meditation and stuff. I can't. If I go back and then confront that person, I'm going to give them a lot of my own shit. Well, I was going to say the problem is, is I'll do the same thing. Yes. Is like, I will take all the pain I have and throw it at you. Yes. So I don't. No, and then because it's, I mean, and it's good you don't. Well, I, it's good, except then it's all inside me. Yes. Being packed into a tight ball that slowly turns to cancer. Well, no, and the only thing to get re- release that is meditation. Or pork fat is what I found. I'm, I'm so, choosing. I'm the, choosing to hear masturbation. That's yeah. You never feel more relaxed. Honestly, like there's right. Look, it is a meditation. Every single time you have an orgasm, right? You have a solid like release of twenty anything? seconds where your mind is perfectly clear. Well, mine's perfectly not doing anything. Yeah, and I mean, and on a really good day. That can be 20 minutes. Yes. 20 minutes of absolute peace where it, you're just not... You're in the worried. moment. You're deep in the moment. Yes. You know, but when you're too stressed out. <laughs> right. Trying to hit that orgasm, trying to get there. Right. Come on. Yeah, I know I'm stressed when I can't masturbate. I mean, it's a nice journey. Right. <laughs> but sometimes, like, you, get, the destination's important as well. Well, you know? it has like, to be. Like, I know I have to go do something else. Yeah. When you're like, uh, you're halfway through masturbating, you're like, you know what? I just don't have the energy or the mindset. I'm you like, know, something is wrong in here. Okay, you want to talk about something being wrong? Is over the years, lots of men have spoken to me about taking Cialis and Viagra and those kinds of pills. Right. And um, I've never done it. No. And the men that talk to me about this are pretty universally healthy guys right and they're physically they look healthy yeah and but they're also taking a lot of that stuff recreationally right and i'm just like i've heard that that's not safe it i I haven't heard that it's good for you no you know and i'm just like like, if you don't have an issue why are you taking meds to 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 alleviate the issue right it'd be like you're not a diabetic why are you pumping yourself full of insulin well i i said that and what they said is that the outcome and longevity right makes it worth it now it does but like that the woman from chinatown don't do that you'll live longer well that's sort of where i'm at too it's got to be hard on the heart you'd think but and i don't know what it is maybe you break your penis well my curiosity around it 
is almost unbearable. Right. I know, because it's not the first time we've talked about this. No. You know, it's almost unbearable. I and know. I'm like, I'm always so tempted. And people always offer it to you. Right. They're like, well, I can give you some of mine. And I always say, oh, no. But there's a part of me that's like. Maybe. I know. I'm the same know? way with ecstasy. Because I've always heard, like, your spine will dry out and you'll turn into a popcorn husk and die. <laughs> but for the hour or whatever it is long it's the best high ever you've you're in love with everything that is kind of true and i'm like but i always say no no i guess i just want to be old and miserable you know because i don't want to die well the thing with all the penis pills is i feel like it's like an electric fence right i know that when you touch an electric fence it hurts right and i always want to do it but do you want to pee on an electric fence? I do not want to pee on it. <laughs> right. Okay, so we're at Ben and Sydney's place. Right. And we've got little Benjamin out there. Benjamin is Sarah and I's little bulldog. Yes. For those people that don't know. Yes. He just turned, he's like about five months old now. This was a few weeks ago. So right. Four months old. And um, he had never seen chickens before. Oh, I bet his mind was blown. His mind was blown. Except right? here's the issue. Sid has a little electric fence up around the chickens because of bears. And, and foxes. And, and foxes and all yeah. that business, right? So there's this little electric fence. Yeah. Benjamin somehow runs completely underneath the fence, catches a little bit of a shock. Right. As he's passing underneath it. Yeah. Does not associate the shock with the fence. <laughs> He blames the chickens. Oh, no. So the chickens are in a coop. They're still behind wire yeah. and all of that, right? But Benjamin starts barking at them, going like, What the fuck? You fucking assholes. I can't believe that you just did that to we me. We just met. I just said, hi. You shocked me. And he's afraid of them. Okay. Because they hurt him. Yes. So he starts backing up. Right. Oh, uh, into And the he fence? backs up into the fence, and then he gets it again, and he barks at the chickens again. And we're scrambling, trying to figure out how to get him out. Without electrocuting yourself. But he's also running around like a crazy dog that's being electrocuted. <laughs> it was simultaneously awful and hilarious. Right. You know, like, I mean. Oh, and, and I would love to see what the chickens are doing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, the thing is, is like anyone that's ever touched an electric fence, mm -hmm. before people start judging me for the cruelty. Right. Anyone that's ever touched an electric fence knows the shock is very mild. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. It depends on the current. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is a this is a solar one. Oh. You know. So this summer it didn't work. So I mean, like we're lucky he got shocked at all. Right. You know. I've, I, the chickens are on their little generator wheels. Do you remember the lockers at FH Cones when we were kids? Yeah. And all the hallways were carpet. Yes. And every now and then you would see an arc. Yeah. Jump off of your locker and hit you in the hand. Yeah. That's it. That's worse than an electric Oh, okay. Fence. Yes. I caught a couple of those where you could see an arc. Yes. And that yeah. hurt like a bugger. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you just reach for your lock and kapow, right? Like I've pulled uh, spark plug wires off running vehicles. Yeah, that hurts. That 17,000 volts, at yeah. least. Yeah. That hurts. That's doesn't, a, that's doesn't a taser. That's, <laughs> you know. that's called, uh, you're an apprentice and they're fucking with you. Yeah. Hold this. I did that, I did that through an apprentice I had at the shop. Who uh, built a tattoo machine. Right. And then said, here you go. I built it. It's perfect. And I looked at it. And right away, I noticed that there was a wire that hadn't been wrapped properly and was touching the frame. Right. Oh. And I was like. Plug it in. I, I was like, you plugged it in and tried it yet? <laughs> and uh, he said, no. 
And I was like, well, you don't know if it works until you plug it in. <laughs> so he plugged it in, immediately got electrocuted. Oh, well, yes. And uh, he was like, why did that happen? I'm like, well, I walked you through how to build a machine. Mm-hmm. I gave you three books on how to build a machine. Right. And uh, you missed this the last whole, book. <laughs> this whole process is about you telling me how to do this. Exactly. So you're going to explain to me how to build a tattoo machine when we're all done this. But that's a teaching thing. That's in, right. In the auto shop, they just fuck with you sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, I did fuck with him. Oh, yeah. Because he built the machine, like took the machine apart and rebuilt it. Did the same thing three times in a row. Oh, wow. Three times in a row, I sat there while he got electrocuted. And then, That's uh, fun. Yeah, and I yeah. finally was just like... It's just, yeah. Well, I just said, what's happening? Yeah. I keep hey. getting shock. And I went, okay, what causes a shock? Right? A loose like, wire. Yeah, and I was like, think it through. Yeah. If you're getting shocked, there must be a wire loose. Somewhere. Right, or grounding or... Yeah, something. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I never... They call it hazing. I know that's bad now. I think it was an inauguration. I was the only woman in the shop. They weren't going to treat me any different than the guys they did. Because yeah. I was an apprentice with a young guy named Les. They fucked with him, too. I would have been hurt if they just didn't. Well, if they'd left you Physically, alone. I was hurt. But emotionally, I would have been more distraught. Well, like, yeah. unfortunately, like, sometimes there's a certain kind of camaraderie and bonding that looks a lot like an episode of Jackass. Absolutely, because when yeah. I got my apprentice, did I fuck with them? Yeah, because the apprentices I had were men. Why should they miss out on that? Mm-hmm. And we're still good friends. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, like, I'm not going to send them off into a, another shop without me, without hazing them or whatever the hell. The inauguration from apprentice to journeyman. Yeah. The only time we hazed, uh, the only time I've ever hazed people were uh, prep cooks. Okay. In the kitchen, we hate prep cooks. Yeah, you have to fit in or you don't. And I know it can go too far. We never did in, in the shops I was in. The way we hazed them was we would uh, make something up, some right. kind of thing that wasn't real. Right. And we would say, oh, my God, we just ran out of this. Go get it. Can you run across to Malone's across the street and ask the chefs there if they can lend us some? Right. You know? <laughs> Just mean. So, it's so funny, though. Well, we were we sent them across the street uh, looking for fellatio. <laughs> and we're like, hey, can you run across the street and see if the guys in Malone's have, have any fellatio <laughs> for us? Uh, we're going to need it for tonight's service. <laughs> and um, the guys at Malone's, so there was a bunch of restaurants around us. There was right. Malone's and King's Head uh, and then... Uh, a sushi joint. Okay. And um, I can't remember the name of the sushi place, but we used to do it all the time, and we all drank together after work. Right. And, you know, but the guys from Malone send this dude back, and he's got a he's got a a, a bin of black eye like uh, black eye peas. Right. He comes back with, and I was like, oh, sweet, actually, I'm going to use those. But he, <laughs> but he he's like, here's your fellatio, and he said, but he said, but uh. He didn't want to give it to me because you guys never returned his kind of Lincolns. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh you know true. what? Yeah, that is fair. I'll get some and you can take it over here. <laughs> and I mean, we, you know, it was that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Where we just kept it going back yeah. and forth. And yeah. Eventually somebody would let him in on the joke. Right. And like, then they would be furious at you for two days and, and like do their prep, work at their prep station very quietly. Absolutely. But yeah. they were right there when you do it to the next person. Yeah. Okay, you know right. the one that got me? This story is terrible. Okay. 
Get ready. Yeah, absolutely. So we had this device. It was just, it was a coat hanger that had been straightened out, basically. Yeah. And when you clean a deep fryer. Right. You know, you open up the valve and you drain all the oil out. And as, but as the oil's draining out, all of the crumbs and things like that yeah. have fallen off the breading. Right. It's fallen off and collected at the bottom starts to clog it. So you got to unclog it? So yeah. So you would take this coat hanger and you would shove it up and down and mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, stir it out and get all the, the stuff and get it moving again. And uh, so this was me getting hazed. Okay. Where, because I was a teenager. Right. That device was called a Morgenthaler. Right. In in the restaurant that I started off in, they were like, pass me the Morgenthaler. And I never, I didn't know what it meant. Right. And so the next restaurant I went to. You asked for the Morgenthaler. I was cleaning the deep fryer and I said, can you pass me the Morgenthaler? And the chef I was working with was like, hey man, super not cool. <laughs> and I was just like, what? What? What are you talking about? And he's like, he's like, I know you're trying to be funny, but that's not funny. And I was like, I'm not trying to be funny. I, I just need, need the Morgenthaler so I can get the burnt gunk out. Right. And he was like, do you honestly not know what you're talking about? Like, are you actually this dumb? And I was like, yeah, clearly, you know, and he, uh, yeah. And I was super embarrassed when I actually found, like he explained it to me. Right. And walked me through it. And then I was horrified. Are you going to explain it now? Or are you going to make our listeners look it up? Well, no, they can look it up. They can look it up. And then you can be horrified. They can be as horrified as my as my sixteen year old self was. Right. When you know when when I had to find out what I was. Yes. And think about this. When I was sixteen, there was no internet. No. You had to go to I the wasn't library. Googling it. Oh, yeah, it took it it took a second for me to figure that out. Yes. And then I was very ashamed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Exactly. But I didn't know. I honestly just thought it was like, pass me the ratchet. Yes. I just thought that was the name of the tool you use to clean deep fryer. Right. Well, and and you remembered it. Good for you. Well, yeah, Yeah. because it's burnt into my brain now now because I was (laughs) horrified. I mean, as a teenager, you remembered the name of the tool. That's good. That's part of what you do. It stuck with me for 30 years. <laughs> you see what trauma can do? Yes. Oh, trauma. Yes. All right. Well, this has been great. It has. Yay, I feel better. Sun shining. Still cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others. This was a Brain Freeze podcast.